Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome. Welcome. To Warriors Wrap-Up. And Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Curry stops, changes direction, dribbles. Circles to the left sideline, stops and fires. That's up and that's good. Curry with another three ball, and he drove through the entire defense to do it. Yeah, Curry's been cutting through a lot of defenses lately, and he was at it again tonight. Dubs get the win in OKC. 147 to 109. That's right, 147 to 109 they tie their franchise record 24 made threes they had 23 of them going into the final quarter the only drama was if the bench unit could hit two threes to set the new record they did not do it didn't matter though dubs uh, get the win we'll have won four of five moving up in the western conference what's happening everybody ryan covey here with you uh i will be here with you for the next hour 888-957-9570 Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. JD doing day shift duty today, uh, hanging out with Guru and Dibs. So I'm going Han Solo for the next hour. I need a friend too. So why don't you give me a call at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let me know how you're feeling, Dub Nation, about this team right now. We've heard Steve Kerr talk for weeks about, hey, I feel like this team's ready to turn the corner and make a push. Uh, ultimately, you're judged on results, though. This is the NBA, man. And you know, I, I think we all felt like this team had it in them, but you know, were the stars finally starting to align where the Warriors were hitting their stride, getting their defensive groove back, uh, and then, of course, the schedule cooperating, uh, playing some of the lesser-tier opposition. Uh, and, and big happenings around the NBA, by the way. Uh, just moments ago, Luka Doncic hit a game-winning three-pointer. They had to review it. They weren't sure if it was a two or a three. It was a buzzer-beater three. Mavericks beat the Grizzlies, so the Warriors gained some ground on the Grizz. And, oh, yeah, guess what? The San Antonio Spurs lost tonight as well. So the Dubs actually, as of tonight, move in to the ninth spot in the Western Conference. They've played two more games than the Spurs. They've got one more win and one more loss. Uh, but since they're on the south side of the 500 mark by just one game now, uh, the tiebreaker would go to the Warriors because the two games that they have in hand on the Spurs of the two more games they've played, they're actually at 500. So it's a, it's a fractional thing. It's an incremental difference. And, of course, the Spurs have the opportunity to make up those two games. And should they win them both, they would surpass the Warriors. But if the season ended 
ended today, spoiler alert, it does not, but if the season ended today, it would be the Warriors hosting the Spurs in that 9-10 game for the chance to play the loser of the 7-8 game. You know, the game that the Mavericks don't want any part of. Well, if the Mavericks don't want any part of that, they just need to keep hitting buzzer beaters and moving on up uh, in the standings. But a huge win for the Golden State Warriors tonight in the, you know, the sense of, maintaining momentum, beating the crap out of a team that is in active tank mode as the Oklahoma City Thunder are. I mean, that starting lineup they rolled out there tonight. Are you kidding me? Uh, and you kind of feel bad for the Thunder fans. I mean, think about where this team was, you know, a few years back, right? You go even back, you know, eight or nine years. It's, you know, you got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. The Warriors come back from 3-1. KD leaves. Then you got Russell Westbrook and, and Paul George for a hot second. Then that all goes away. And now Sam Presti is just accumulating draft picks. I think he's got 471 draft picks uh, between now and 2027. Uh, but that is obviously a team looking ahead to the future. And for the Warriors, the future is now. Um, just to kind of bring you up to speed on all things Warrior-related, uh, James Wiseman is actually going to have surgery on his meniscus in L.A. tomorrow. Um, there's varying you know, degrees of of the timetable for the return of that injury. It could be a matter of five or six weeks, or it could be a matter of, you know, five or six months. It really just depends on uh, the severity of the injury, how he recovers, uh, and, and how that rehab goes. I think, you know, conventional wisdom would tell you that James Weissman's season is over, uh, and you just hope that he can be ready um, and rehabbed up to hopefully play some summer league ball in Vegas this summer uh, and then be ready to roll when the 2021-2022 season gets rolling. You got Clay Thompson back in the fold and all that, and he could be your starting five. But the story of tonight, make no mistake about it, Steph Curry at it again, 42 points for Steph tonight. Ten more three-pointers made. Now eight games in a row of 30-plus. He's got back-to-back games of 40 or more. Back-to-back games of 10 or more threes. He had 11 the other night. Ten more tonight. Uh, he's just playing on a whole nother level. And, and collectively, the team tonight, some pretty special accomplishments as well. As I mentioned, they tie the franchise record for most made threes uh, with 24. They also had a 50-point third quarter. They hung half a hundred on the Thunder in the third quarter tonight coming out of the break. And, you know, they were putting it on the, the Thunder in the first half, but they just absolutely put their foot on their throat in the third quarter. And uh, they are the only team in the NBA to score 50 points in a quarter this season. That's the highest scoring quarter in the league this year. Uh, also a triple-double for Draymond Green tonight, his fourth of the season. Uh, Draymond Green the last couple of games looking damn good and uh, not a minute too soon. Obviously the Warriors not having James Wiseman, uh, really embracing that. That small ball. Um, Kavon Looney's actually given him some yeoman's minutes, you know, down at the uh, at the center spot. And, you know, a lot's going to be asked of Kavon Looney in the next couple weeks. I, you know, we had Connor Letourneau on the final word last night, Whitey Gleason and I. And Connor intimated that the Warriors might go into the, uh, you know, the buyout market or potentially even bring in a G-leaguer. They still do have the disabled player exception. I don't think the Warriors are going to be swinging that big. And, you know, obviously with the trade deadline behind us, most teams have done their business. Um, but I do think it would behoove the Warriors to bring in a big. But you also got guys like Juan Toscano-Anderson, who play big, um, you know, Smiley, who I think we can all agree is a work in progress. Um, you know, he's a little further down the pecking order. But I do think the Warriors are at their best when they can play that small ball lineup, right? I mean, you run that pick and roll with Draymond or even with Kevon Looney. And, you know, it's just so fascinating to watch this Warriors offense work, right? I mean, when teams try to trap Steph and double him, when he moves the ball, 
as long as they keep that ball moving, guys are open. Guys are wide open. I mean, think about Bazemore hitting corner threes tonight, right? You know, even Draymond Green showing a willingness to just put it up. If teams are going to leave you alone, shoot the ball. Like, a shot earned in this offense is a shot you must take. Andrew Wiggins, who we know is probably a little more comfortable playing an ISO game, but um, certainly, you know, if teams are going to leave Wiggins open, he'll pull the trigger. He'll yank that string. Uh, so the runoff of teams paying all that attention to Steph Curry is is really fascinating to watch and speaking of which I mean are you kidding me with the way that Steph Curry's playing basketball lately it's it's like watching a you know a, a beautiful artist or a you know a great guitar player right I mean you know I'm a I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan David Gilmore one of my favorite guitar players of all time and his music like speaks to my soul watching Steph Curry play basketball I kind of get those same feelings you know you're watching something special and you know I I go some people that might be kind of an eye roll but hey you know what? I love this stuff man that's why I got this job I freaking love sports and I love sports played at the highest level and to me when you check both of those boxes where it's somebody that you know I admire and respect their skills but also appreciate the individual and the way that they conduct themselves like when you can when you can handle both of those um, then then I get all googly and goggly eyed like I do for Steph Curry but I know I'm not the only one I mean you look at all the love he's getting on Twitter uh, you heard Draymond in the in the pregame today in the shoot around uh, you know talking about Steph and the adulation and you know all the stuff that he's accomplished passing Wilt uh, you know their last game at, at the Chase Center for most points in franchise history and then just continuing the role tonight and by the way shout out to uh warriors pr on twitter uh they were on their game tonight i mean with just some of the nuggy nugs some of the nuggets that uh, that they were kicking down uh steph 25 points in that third quarter that was his 30th career 20 point quarter 17 of those have come in the third quarter and how many times back in the day you know, when the Warriors were, were going to five finals and winning three titles, how many times would they come out of halftime and just go for the jug, right? They would just take a team out, and then it's just, oh, yeah, Steph's chilling in the fourth quarter. He's chewing on a towel, and uh, and the reserves are in. And that kind of had an old-school feel tonight. And, and I think, you know, this team still has an opportunity uh, to, to move up the standings in the Western Conference. Clearly, the loss of James Wiseman is, is going to be tough to overcome. I think Wiseman was playing, you know, some of his best basketball. But the other part of this is, and if you're looking for any silver lining in the James Weissman injury. Too often this year, J.D. and I on the pre and the post were having conversations about, well, you know, the Warriors, they're, they're serving two masters, right? It's, man, we're trying to be a playoff team this year and, and trying to maximize as much as we can and, and, you know, to catapult us into next year, get that momentum. And I've been a, a big proponent of that. I think it's critically important. It's majorly important that this basketball team makes the postseason this year. But then the other side was, hey, what about the, the development of the youth, the youngsters? Well, we're, we're talking about James Wiseman when we talk about that, obviously. Uh, sure, Jordan Poole's important, Nico Mannion, even Eric Pascal when he gets back, but it's wise, man. It's Big Jim. It's the number two overall pick. But now that, you know, he's not going to be here, it sucks. You'd rather have him. And obviously, we you know, we wish him well. Thoughts and prayers, you know, going, uh, getting the surgery done down in L.A. tomorrow. But the reality is this team has got to keep trucking. They've got to charge ahead, and he's not going to be around. So I think it kind of makes it easy for Steve Kerr now. Because if you're not going for the postseason now, like, what, what the hell are you doing? And, you know, make no mistake about it. After a 15-win season last year, I just felt like for this franchise to – catch its collective breath, ease some of that pressure, right? I mean, that, that pressure has just been mounting uh, really, you know, since the NBA Finals against Toronto and all the injuries and everything this franchise has had to overcome uh, for them to be playing better now, winning four or five. Now you're going to Cleveland tomorrow night. You got a quick turnaround against, a, you know, let's face it, a bad Cavaliers team and the way that
way the Warriors are playing right now, I would fancy them to beat the Cavs tomorrow, and that sets up, if they can get the job done, if they can beat the Cavs tomorrow, that sets up Saturday, Celtics, Warriors, and the Warriors would have a chance to get over 500. So uh, the, the stars are aligning, but make no mistake about it, this team is going to go as far as Steph Curry and ultimately Draymond Green are going to be able to take them. I mentioned back-to-back games for Steph now with double-digit three-pointers. 19 games in his career now with double-digit threes. It's also the second time Steph has hit back-to-back games of double-digit threes. So he's he just is making history all over the place. If you think about it, that's, that might be the craziest stat of all. We know that, you know, Steph is number one on that list, uh, you know, now with 19 games of double-digit threes, right? Well, Clay is second on the list with five in his whole career. And we all know Clay Thompson has had one of the most storied careers shooting a basketball, as you will find. Steph has two different times where he's hit 10 or more threes in back-to-back games. So that's just... A four-game sample size of his career that he's handled in two separate stints of back-to-back games of double-digit threes. Clay's only done that five times total, and he's second on the all-time list. That is just absolutely filthy. So uh, props to Steph Curry, what he's been able to do the last few nights. Uh, 11 of 16 from downtown tonight, 10 of 18 last or the other night. I mean, the, the, the numbers just keep rolling in. 55% from the field uh, the last eight games, 50% on threes. And I got to tell you, I, I think Steph Curry has just absolutely reasserted himself into the MVP conversation. I mean, I know that the Warriors need to move up the standings. There's just no way around it. You can't be a playing team and, and have an MVP. I totally understand that. Probably can't even be like an eight seed. But if the Warriors can get hot here down the stretch in these final 20 games, uh, and I'm talking about as a team as far as wins and losses, and Steph plays at a clip similar to this, it's hard to imagine he's going to be able to like maintain this clip. But if he can do something even similar to this, I think Steph will be entrenched in that MVP conversation. Because you keep in mind, too, uh, I mean, obviously Jokic is there, but they just lost Jamal Murray, so maybe they might slip. Embiid's been terrific in Philly, so I think he might have the inside track to that. But, you know, a bunch of guys have gotten hurt um you know guys down in LA you got the load management and then obviously with Antonio uh with Anthony Davis and uh and and LeBron being injured so um you know that takes them off the list Dame has kind of cooled off and you know since CJ's been back you know the load has been lightened for him somewhat so I I get it it's not the most pressing thing for the Golden State Warriors but it is fascinating to think that Curry could absolutely reassert himself uh into that MVP conversation by the way we're going to talk to Bob Fitzgerald Fitz is going to join us in just a few minutes but if you got any thoughts on the game tonight 888-957-9570 Warriors win again they've now won four out of five Steph Curry balling out of control uh let's go to Antonio in Oakland what's up Antonio oh man I'm loving the win you know it was it wasn't against a very good team but hey man eyeball test wise I love it man you got freaking <laughs> Gary Payton feeling like Ricky Henderson out there you know <laughs> what I'm saying Draymond Green with his Jason Kidd triple double I mean, man, Steph just freaking curry flurry out there. What can I say, man? I just love to see wins. That's all. You know, at the end of the day, it counts as a win, a W, no matter who it is. So we rocking and rolling. That's yeah. No. So, yeah. Appreciate it, Antonio. Love the vibe, man. And absolutely, they don't ask how. They just ask how many. That's a Coveyism. And uh, certainly, you know, getting this one tonight, improving the Warriors to 27 and 28. Look. The Thunder are a bad basketball team. You feel bad for the fan base, and, you know, they're even shorthanded right now. Dortz, uh, you know, Gilgis Alexander's been out. Um, Al Horford's not playing. So an already thin roster uh, was even thinner tonight. So, look, what you do in the NBA is you make mincemeat of teams like that. And, yeah, shout-out to GP the second, by the way, on a 10-day 
Dude, nine minutes of just ballerific play from GP to the second tonight. Three of four from the field, one of two from downtown. Uh, what, he ended up with four steals? He had a block shot. So uh, I, I think Gary Payton the second certainly opening some eyes. I love that defense. And and I think, you know, we, we heard several Warriors, and we're going to hear some postgame sound in a hot second, but we heard several Warriors talking about this basketball team getting back to their defensive identity, right? I mean, when the Warriors, uh, you know, were, were climbing the ranks and getting on a good roll in the month of February, they were ascending uh, up, the, uh, up the charts as far as opponents' field goal percentage against. And, you know, when the Warriors, are getting stops that's when they're getting out in transition they're moving the rock I mean tonight 39 dimes for the dubs 30 30 assists usually means you got a Warriors victory 39 means you just beat the brakes off of somebody and that's exactly what they did 16 of them for Draymond Green and while I've had my struggles on the pregame uh you know betting segments that JD and I do because the Warriors just been so unpredictable I was on it tonight I said dubs over hit that curry prop for 40 hit that Draymond Green assist total and pound Draymond uh getting more than 10 points check 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 if I sound like I'm in a good mood tonight it's because I am I got paid tonight. All right, let's. Uh, Bob Fitzgerald's going to join us in a hot second. Um, but first, let's hear from uh, from Steve Kerr on the importance of getting four in a row tomorrow in Cleveland and getting back to 500. It's really important, Mark. You know, we're in the midst of a, a playoff race, and uh, we've been searching for momentum all season long. I think we can all feel it right now. You know, we feel that uh, something is clicking and that things are happening. We're, you guys were were really connected out there they were having a great time the locker rooms you know everybody's excited it feels like this is an opportunity that it is right here for us to to go on a little run yeah, man, winning's fun, and as I mentioned, Steve Kerr's been talking about that for the last couple of weeks, and you know, we all saw the reasons why. It wasn't just lip service from the coach, but you got to go out there and do it, and you know, I think the Warriors lost some games that they certainly had their chances to close out, but you look at the way that homestand ended up 3-1. and one. The loss to Washington hurts, but hey, look, man, you beat the Bucks and the Nuggets on that homestand, and then now they parlay that into a nice win tonight on the road. Uh, who was on the call tonight? None other than Bob Fitzgerald. Now he joins me for a few minutes. Fitz, uh, Steph Curry, I mean, you, you've been covering Steph his whole career. These last eight games, the numbers are, are eye-popping. Is this the best you've seen him play? And, and when you consider no Clay Thompson on top of it and all the attention other defenses throw at him, I mean, it's, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, I mean, we always get into, is this the best ever and this and that. I mean, no, Steph's MVP season was the best ever when he went 50-40-90, but you just hit the key qualifier. When you're doing it without the gravity of Clay Thompson or without the gravity of Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and then guys like Andre Iguodala and David West and Zaza Pachulia setting screens and all that, what he's doing now is the most remarkable because he's never had eight straight games with 30 or more. So, you know, 53 and 10 threes against Denver and 42 and 11 threes tonight, like <laughs> – he just kind of defies description and the efficiency that he's shooting. Apparently every guard needs to injure their tailbone. That's all you need to do is get your rear end knocked out of whack and then just come back and be phenomenal. Yeah. And I love that. They've got the special cushion for Steph on the bench. Like that's, that's all time. You got the Curry thrown there and, <laughs> and, and rightfully so, by the way, uh, I wonder if the guys give him a hard time around that though. All in good fun, of course, though. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the, put it this way. Steph is the biggest prankster on the whole team. So if you ever get a chance to get at him, oh, believe, you know, particularly on a five-game, you know, road trip where you're gone for eight days and all that, oh, no. They're, they're, especially since now he's healthy. You don't tease a guy, obviously, when he's dinged up or hurt. But sure. now that he's healthy, oh, 
I guarantee the Phil Jackson throne, he's getting teased about that for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's funny. I mean, a night like tonight, obviously the Warriors tied the franchise record for most threes, had a chance to do it in the fourth quarter to break. It really doesn't matter. I mean, obviously beating the Thunder and getting out of there with a win was the most important thing. But to me, Fitz, the, the ball movement, I mean, that's, that's what really stuck out to me tonight, 39 dimes. They're forced into this small ball scenario. But even Kevon Looney, who's such an adept passer, I feel like he's looking pretty spry right now. He doesn't have, you know, a bunch of miles on him this season. I feel like even though, you know, you lose James Wiseman and clearly that's going to be tough to overcome, it's forcing them to play this small ball game and it honestly might be what suits them best. Now, long term, will it, you know, kind of catch up to them? Possibly, but I feel like they're just at their best when they can rip and run like this. Yeah, we say that on a night they made 24 threes, you know, and then also the Denver game when they, they made 18 threes. So small ball looks great when all the threes are going down. Um, it's good that they can play that way, but, you know, the dice you're not making threes are when you want the tip follows and the dunks and the lobs and also when you can threaten inside out. So all these threes are generated off a draw and kick, which they have the skill players to do that, but draw and kick looks terrible when you're clanking threes. You know, that I would, I'd ask the Houston Rockets when they missed 27 straight in game seven, against the Warriors, how that small ball was working out for them. So it's the ability to play multiple ways. But right now, structurally, no Pascal. You know, you lost Marquise Chris early in the season when he was hurt. Now no Wiseman. I mean, you don't have a choice but to play this way. And Kevon Looney's phenomenal position defender, great screener, going to give you an honest effort rebounding-wise, excellent defender, always has been. And, Ryan, you know the best bar bet ever – for unless someone's deep into Warriors, guess Kevon Looney's age. Because yeah. everybody thinks he's 32 years old. He's 24. I was going to say 25, yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so the idea is, you know, the body, all the work he put on, you know, or put in during the pandemic and the offseason, you know, to see Kevon healthy and durable and playing as good a dude as he is, it's super exciting because, you know, him breaking down and being hurt um, – you know, it sucks for the team, and it sucks for him personally. So I'm super happy he played the career high 31 minutes the other night. But he's, you know, 20, 25 minutes, and then you got to lean on Draymond to play small ball five and, you know, bulk up Juan Toscano-Anderson. <laughs> and, you know, and that's why, you know, get Pascal back maybe after the end of this road trip, and he can have, you know, a little small ball five impact too. But, you know, they're, they're, they're a very poor rebounding team and have been all season, but they do a lot of other things really well, and sometimes they find ways to win that you know, that way. And right now they're in that groove, which is great. Yeah, no question. And and I feel like they've gotten their defensive identity back, you know, the, the last couple of games. I, I know, you know, the way the Washington game ended was tough, but I mean, you know, Bradley Beal is just going off and, you know, that, Hey, look, those other guys, they get paid too. But you know, when the Warriors were in a nice groove in February, Bob, it was, it was defensively, you know, they were moving up the ranks and opponents field goal percentage against. And I, I just, I, you know, Steve Kerr is always going to hearken on a couple of things, defensive effort and turnovers, right. And, you know, if the Warriors can keep the turnovers buttoned up, I know tonight, uh, you know, 14, you'll, you'll live with that. Obviously when you're scoring 147. It doesn't really matter. But defensively, I feel like this team is, is kind of getting their swag back, and, and I think that will only magnify when you get Kelly Oubre back, which hopefully will be by Saturday maybe? Well, I mean, he's on the trip. Pascal is not. So hopefully, you know, with Kelly, uh, do you play him on the back end of a back-to-back? Or uh, to your point, you know, do you try to wait till Saturday when you see Boston? But what's weird is, and, and you know, it's just it's a fact 
The Warriors play better defense when they're making shots on the other end. Now, it shouldn't be that way. It just is. When they make threes and when they're scoring, then they do everything better. Then they rotate better. They defend better. They block out better. They rebound better. They take care of the ball better. For whatever reason, and this has been even in the heyday championship years, when the Warriors are making threes and making shots, they feel good about themselves. Yeah. You know, and so I would defy people to, you know, hey, you've clanked nine straight misses, and then you're running back on D. Oh, I'm going to gear up and really grind and play defense. That's not how the league is now. The league is, we've just hit two threes on your face. Now we turn it over. Now we run it back on you again. Now we got a dunk. Now we hit another three. Like, now we stole the ball. Like, that's just what the Warriors have been, and that's why they have those pyrotechnic runs going all the time. So what happens or how do they get good offensively? It's when Steph plays. Yeah. They're 26-21 and 21 with Curry. They're 1-7 and seven without him. So <laughs> the defense sliding coincided with Curry not playing because they weren't making shots that make them feel good and do everything else better. And that's just where the whole connection is. Yeah, we can't just oversimplify it so much by saying with Curry they win, without him they don't, because then we run out of things to talk about, Fitz. I know, and, you know. That's, you know it's, <laughs> it's like everybody wants to make – like here's the, here's the funniest part. And, the, you know, Steve has to answer this, and, and he's way better at it than me because I would just be snappy as hell and just, sure. just fire back. You know, when the team loses, oh, they, they didn't give a good effort tonight. No, no, no. Sometimes you give all kinds of good effort. You just don't execute. You know, it's like right. a golfer. Hey, I hit the ball great off the tee. I got on the green. I three-putted a bunch. It's not that you didn't play. You just didn't putt well that day. And so there's a difference between effort and execution. There's very few games this year where you say, oh, man, the Warriors, they didn't give effort. They weren't trying. They weren't, you know, it's not – Kent Bazemore's never playing at 30 miles an hour. He's always playing at 90 miles an hour. Right. But you know what? You have to not foul people shooting threes. Or buy pump fakes or other. Those are execution things. Those are not effort things. Yeah. You know, Juan Toscano Anderson doesn't ever not give effort, but then there's nights where he's executing better. And so that's the difference is, you know, the execution, the offense, and who they are, it's, it's all dependent upon Steph and then really Draymond. And when Steph's not in there, they really they have one of the galactically struggling offenses in NBA history. I mean, the numbers bear it out. Sure. So, you know, when they get Clay back and hopefully get Jalen Suggs in the draft because I'm speaking <laughs> that into existence when they sure. get Minnesota yeah. pick, that when they, when they get that and they get in there their whole team, then, then you can start to say the things we said during championship years about what they should do and this and that. Because the thing I would ask you, I mean, you know, you've been doing all the postgame, you're doing a great job all year. I mean, how many wins preseason did you have this team winning? Yeah, I, I right around 500, maybe a couple of games over, provided exactly. Steph stayed healthy for most exactly. of the year. So to yeah, me, that's you know, I said it on a million shows on the game. You know, I was a 38 and 34 guy. Yeah. You know, and I had, and my caveat when I was always telling people this is that Steph would miss five or less games. Right. So now he's missed eight. So guess where they're going to land more than likely? 35, 36, 37, 38. They're going to be right where anyone that knows the sport would have predicted. Yeah. So I don't know where the, you know, I, I read and, you know, hear some of the just lunacy, like got to learn your team better or know kind of what's up. I mean, the fans do, but 
sometimes when people govern the team, you're wondering, like, what, what, are, what is their expectations or what were they even thinking about this year? Because it was not very well grounded in reality. Yeah, I've been making sure to recalibrate expectations. Just understand five straight finals was special. It was amazing. Three titles, more than any long-suffering Dubs fan could have ever dreamed of. But this is the next chapter in the book. And it doesn't mean that it still can't be a great story, but you can't be living back in the, the five finals. Like, that, that team doesn't exist anymore. It's okay. You still got some of those guys on this team and some of the key pieces. And, and with that in mind, I wanted to get to this before we get you out of here, Bob, and I appreciate you coming on after a broadcast. Sure. Uh, 10 years of, of Bob Myers. What's the most important contribution? 10 years ago today, he got hired. What, what's the most important contribution that Bob Myers has made to this organization in your estimation? That's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to go two ways on this. Actually, three. First of all, the salary cap management and the signing of appropriate contracts was enormously improved under Bob Myers. Because he had been an agent for 14 years, he knew the ask and negotiation on both ends, if that makes sense. Sure. You know, and I always say, you know, that the bank robber became in charge of bank security. Yep. You know, and so the Warriors weren't giving away your Derek Fisher and Danny Fortson and Corey Maggette contracts that crush you in the salary cap. So I think, you know, smart, excellent contractual execution. The, the, the second thing would be, not wasting or missing on draft picks. Now, you don't have to have the find the Steph Curry with the seventh pick all the time. People always point to the genius picks. I'm talking Clay at 11 and Draymond at 35 and just things of that nature where right now Wiseman's going to be really good. You had a top five pick, you're going to get a top five player. You know, Jordan Poole was taken 28th. Sure looks like he could be a representative NBA guy at 28. Yeah. You know, Kevon Looney was taken at the end of the first round. If you reordered that draft right now, he'd probably go 12th or 10th in that draft. And so with Bob, to me, there were less wild swings and misses. No Ike Diagu, Patrick O'Brien, you know, Anthony Randolph, you know, just things where you just whiff. So, you know, and then the last one, and most importantly, is, he has no ego. So everything is about his relationship with Steve, which is fantastic. And then it's how do I work with Larry Harris and Mike Dunleavy and Kirk Lacob and Kent Lacob and Nick Uren and Joe Lacob and Jerry West. And all. I mean, rather than I know everything and I'm a genius, it's why don't I bring a bunch of really smart people? And now Zaza Pachulia and Sean Livingston, why don't I bring a bunch of really smart people together? collaborate and work together and try to make the best decisions. You're never going to be perfect because you're trying to project on human beings. And some people get better and some people don't and some people get hurt. And, but by and large, most GMs do the, I'm a genius, look at me, I did this, I did that. Have you ever heard Bob Myers say how good he is? Yeah, no. Not one freaking time. Yeah. You no, not and, and you got to listen to, you know <laughs> – a lot of internet idiots, you know, <laughs> critiquing and this and that, and everybody thinks they know better. Bob never loses his patience or his poise and never responds or gets defensive or whatever and just keeps putting his best foot forward and doing a great job. And, you know, the 10 years for him, I hope he's here 20 more years because, you know, he grew up in the Bay Area, he went to Monta Vista High School, he loved the Warriors as a kid, 
He had the ticket from his first game in his wallet forever. You know, that's who I want as my GM, man. Give me someone yeah. smart with IQ as well as EQ, that emotional quotient and how he deals with people. You know, the, the Joe Leica, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, even Rick Welts, like that is why the Warriors are so good with that Steph Curry guy. <laughs> like, that's the whole, that's yeah. the key to life right there. Yeah, no you question. I, I just the, the smartest people to me, Bob, are the guys, the, the people that understand what they know and they also understand what they don't know, and they're totally comfortable with that. And they they love having other smart people around them to empower them. I just I, I think that's a great quality. I'll tell you this, Ryan, and you know you do it on your show, and people that are successful in all walks of life and all businesses do that. You know what? You know what? The biggest I'm comfortable with myself, and and I know how things can get better is when you just say, Hey, what do you think? Right. You know, not yeah. let me tell you what a genius I am. You know, I have some, you know, Steve Kerr has thoughts, Bob Myers have thoughts, but it's a lot easier to say, you know, Hey, what, what do you think? Listen, my dog's asking me what he thinks. Right now. <laughs> He's ready to go for a walk, Bob. All right. <laughs> well, we'll get you out of here then. Take that pup for a walk. I'll be taking knuckles for walking about a half hour. Yeah. Fitz- that's, it's like your guy, my guy, Rockney stays quiet for just so long. And then that's it. <laughs> I mean, you can only keep him down for so long. Hey, Fitz, appreciate it, brother. We'll do it again. Right, be right. well. Okay. Be, be good. All right. Good All stuff right. From, from Bob Fitzgerald. Listen to the dog go crazy. I know it's so funny. Knuckles understands my cadence. He's in the other room right now because wifey's tuckered out but if Nuck's in the room he knows like when I'm wrapping up the show or going to break it's the most it's the craziest thing you've ever seen I should record that sometime uh, alright let's step aside 888-957-9570 we got a lot of post game sound to get to Golden State Warriors at it again tonight they've won 4 out of 5 147 to 109 they beat the brakes off of the Thunder which was price of admission shout out John Dickinson but they still got it done most importantly so we'll come back and we'll get into some more of this game tonight look ahead to tomorrow uh, it is Ryan Covey going on solo tonight Warriors post game live right here on the game call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollars per order additional terms apply Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Off the screen, Poole backs up, gives it up to Looney. Right back to it. Right back to Poole, deep three, right side. Give him 14 in the first half. The Warriors lead by 13, 49, 36. Jordan Poole on fire. 
Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, it's just me tonight, Ryan Covey. About 20 minutes left, so if you want to talk about the game tonight, current state of the franchise, the ascension of Jordan Poole, uh, how this team's going to carry on without James Wiseman, anything you want to get into, uh, this is the place to do it. 888-957-9570 is the number, uh, and, and the Warriors just terrific, really, uh, in every quarter tonight. Even the fourth quarter, we got a little Gary Payton, the second nine-month, uh, our little nine-minute stretch there where he ends up scoring 10, four steals, uh, a 50-point third quarter, the highest in the NBA this season, and just more dominance from Steph Curry. Uh, the, the, the statistical stuff that I just just absolutely live for how about this the last three games for Steph 29 made threes that's the most in a three-game span in NBA history that's pretty impressive right well how about the fact that Steph Curry is also number two on that list with 28 made threes in a three-game span he did that from January 13th through the 16th back in 2019 how about the fact that he also did that uh he made 28 threes over a three-game span from February 24th to February 27th in 2016 and oh yeah he also made 27 threes in a row in a three-game span February 25th to March 3rd in 2016 so Steph one two and three on that list and by the way I know that the Warriors need to do some more winning okay there's no doubt about it but if they get on a roll here down the stretch and Steph Curry is averaging 38 points a game he's not going to do that okay but what if he's averaging 33 a game down the stretch here you telling me Steph Curry wouldn't be right near the top of that MVP conversation? I mean, come on. Like, he's playing out of his mind. Uh, I want to play a little piece of sound from Steve Kerr. Uh, this is about the ball movement. And, uh, you know, just talking to Bob Fitzgerald about this. Sure, this was forced upon him. And, and, yes, you'd like to be able to do a little bit of everything. You'd love to be able to throw some size at the opposition. And at some point, you know, the lack of rebounding is, is probably going to hurt him. I mean, heck, they had more offensive rebounds in the first quarter tonight. They had five than they did in the entire game. Uh, the other night against Denver where they only had four. Um, the rebounding is going to be a problem. Now, if you're making your threes, okay, you'll, you'll live with it, um, and you're still getting enough stops defensively, but at some point, that kind of thing's going to catch up with you, and the fact that the Dubs have been such a poor rebounding team has certainly cost them games this year. I don't think there's any doubt, but uh, here's Coach Kerr on that ball movement and, and you know the small ball lineup. Here's what he said. It's always em- emphasized, Monty, but the ball is just going to move more you know, with, with you know, a small lineup. It just is, you know, the nature of the game is, you know, shooters everywhere. And, you know, whether it's Draymond or Loon in the pick and roll, both guys are so smart. You know, Steph's going to draw two and the ball will kick and then everybody just plays from there. So it's just easier to do when you when you play a, a smaller lineup like we're doing. Yeah, and, and, you know, as we mentioned earlier, making your threes helps too, right? Because Steph gets so much attention thrown at him, and that's what just makes what he's doing all the more impressive. I mean, think about the wear and tear, right? The, the bodies that teams throw at him. Even the, even the Thunder, God bless them, bless their little hearts. They were trying tonight, but what, what are you going to do when Steph's, you know, everybody else is playing this game on planet Earth, and, and Steph's like, I don't know, on like one of Jupiter's moons. I'll, I'll go with Europa. That's my favorite of Jupiter's moons, by the way. Uh, I used to be a big Io guy but now i'm all about europa uh let's go to dave in fremont go ahead dave hey thanks for taking my call um i want to ask why do we keep thinking inside the box i mean steph is the greatest shooter ever he's mvp we can't we can't get take it any other way this guy (laughs) is just the the fireworks for this 
for, for the league. I, I mean, I don't want to watch basketball. This guy, he's ruined the future for me. Someone's <laughs> not going to do what he does every night. I'm just glad that I was born in this time frame. Yeah, craziest thing to see this ninja Kobe. It's it's he's a ninja. You ain't lying. Hey, look, I appreciate the call, Dave. Love the enthusiasm, man. Like, honestly, I was talking to JD about this the other day. No, you know what it was? I was I was texting with Butcher Boy, and I was like, you know, Butch, it may sound a little cheesy, a little ham and cheese, but I honestly feel like it's such a privilege to be able to chronicle this time. And, you know, look, I mean, there's – I grew up as – you know, my old man's from Chicago. I'm, Michael Jordan's my favorite basketball player of all time. Walter Payton's my favorite, my favorite athlete of all time. I, I love greatness. I mean, I appreciate it. But being able to chronicle Steph Curry's career, being front and center, like I started in radio in 2010, right, as a promotions intern, and that was when Steph came into the league. I remember, you know, one of the first little, you know, assignments I ever had was to to put this little piece together about Steph Curry, and you know, the fact that the the Timberwolves decided to take two point guards ahead of him, and now here we are, 11 years later, and we're watching Steph Curry just take his game to even another level. And, and you know, Fitz was right. I mean, the unanimous. MVP season that was kind of the the uh, you know the punctuation mark on his career maybe the high water mark but the fact that he's doing it without clay this year just makes it so special and and the reality is you know Steph Curry doesn't have anything to prove to anybody like if, if you think that Steph Curry a three-time champ a two-time MVP the greatest shooter in NBA history if you think that cat's got anything to prove to anybody you're not a real hoop fan I mean just straight up period point blank but I will say it'll be really cool to see uh, you know this final chapter in when I say final, I hope it's a very long chapter. Steph's 33. Looks like he's got a lot of years left on his prime. But what he can do in this post-Durant era, especially when he gets his splash brother Clay Thompson back next year, and this team is, you know, uh, some semblance of full strength. But the run into the end of this season is going to be fun, man. I, I don't want to disagree with Dave either. Like, we're witnessing something special. All right, let's go to Kevin. Uh, he wants to talk about Curry. Go ahead, Kev. Hey, how are you doing, Jose? Good, brother. I wanted to piggyback on – can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah. Oh, I just want to piggyback on what earlier Fitzgerald said about every NBA player should get their back, uh, you know, hurt his back. Well, I have a theory about that. Ever since he hurt his back, he came back. He stopped, he stopped falling every single time he tried to make a three to get a, get fouled. I don't know if there's any kind of stats on that, but for the last couple of games, I've seen him maybe fall once or twice. And that's with a lot of defenders really, really close to him. But other time before that, he would just try to be off balance, kick his leg up, and try to – he will still make the three. But most of the time, you know, that's what's causing him to miss the three is off balance. Thanks for I'm, taking my call. just wanted to share okay. that and uh, just want to hear your thoughts. Okay, appreciate the call, Kevin. I'll say this. I mean, I think there's clearly been an emphasis for Steph not to fall on his tailbone because it's obviously something that was hurting him for a long time. And so um, just him having to favor that but still – soldiering through I mean that a that just speaks to to his toughness and his determination to carry this team as far as they're going to go this year I mean you take Steph Curry off this team what do they want one and seven one and eight whatever their record is I mean that that really tells you all that you need to know we saw what it looked like last year without Steph Curry for a huge chunk of the season the Warriors were the worst team in the NBA so he knows that part of playing through pains part of the deal you know as far as you know is he better you know favorite I you know I don't know I mean look Steph Curry was the greatest shooter beforehand and now he's taking it to a whole nother level I do think that the injury was bothering him and I don't know maybe maybe when you're you know focused on something like that then it you tend to put less focus on the shooting and and for me like 
you know, if I'm doing something that I love and you know, like even a radio show, if I'm focusing on like, you know, making sure I do this or that, like then the show it might suck. But if I'm just letting it rip and just doing my thing, you know, it's, it's going to be that much easier for me. So I don't know, maybe maybe Steph's not so focused on, you know, whether the shots go in or not. He's just focusing on, you know, keeping himself upright and, and not banging that tailbone, maybe just subconsciously his his basketball prowess just gets to ooze out of his pores right now. I don't know. I mean, whatever it is, he's he's on fire right now, and it's absolutely brilliant to watch. Let's, let's go to Phil in San Francisco. Go ahead, Phil. And then we're going to hear some sound from Steph, actually. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, hey there. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, this is great seeing Steph really playing, still playing at the top of his game. And I think that in these final you know games that they play, they really do have a legitimate chance to save face, so to speak, on some of these real hard, you know, hard-fought losses that they've that they've had recently. And I think that if they can, who knows? You know, if they go get past the first round, you, you know, and Curry is the scoring leader per game average. He's almost there, almost, you know, right up with Beal. Got to consider him for MVP. And boy, would this be a hard, hard-earned MVP award compared to. The other two. Yeah, no doubt about that. And appreciate the call. Here's the thing. Like, if Steph Curry even ends up in the top three in the MVP voting this year, because let's face it, Nikola Jokic is having a monster year. Joel Embiid's having a monster year. These guys, are Donovan Mitchell's having a hell of a year. I mean, there's some guys around the league putting in some big-time major league work. And, you know, you can't deny that. There's Look, the NBA's chock full of star power. It just It is what it is. But... If Steph can even assert himself, insert himself into that conversation, and, and even if he finishes top five, top three, if he finishes top three, you know what that means? The Warriors, you know, certainly, uh, you know, were one of the top eight seeds in the Western Conference. It may even push themselves to seven. Six might be a little tough. Um, losing those games in February the way that they did may have caused that ship to sail. Um, but things broke for him tonight. I mean, I, Memphis, I mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies, um, you know, they ended up losing on a buzzer beater tonight. So uh, the Warriors gain a little bit of ground on them. Luka hit the game winner. But in the process, of course, the Mavericks, um, you know, move a game ahead of Memphis. And, and hold serve against the Golden State Warriors. So as it stands right now, the Warriors are three and a half games behind Dallas. They're just a game behind Memphis. Now keep in mind, uh, the Warriors have two games in hand on Memphis. Both of the teams have 27 wins. Memphis, 26 losses. The Warriors, 28. So uh, Memphis will have the chance to make up those games. Same thing with the Spurs, who now the Warriors technically move ahead of, but the Warriors have one more win and one more loss than the Spurs. So, um, you know, obviously everybody's going to get to 72 when it's all said and done. The only thing the Golden State Warriors need to worry about right now is beating the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow night and getting to 500. Uh, here, here's Steph talking about the tailbone injury and the, and the role that he's been on lately. Uh, maybe this will uh, will satisfy what, what Kevin uh, was talking about. Go ahead, Steph. Might have maybe focused a little bit more because it kept me uh, more alert at the beginning, trying to manage the game and understand that I would try not to fall uh, on it as much. And then as I've gotten more comfortable, just found a really good rhythm. And I think the work that goes in behind the scenes of trying to get ready for every game and trying to get your body and your mind ready to play, you know, coming off of an injury like that is has helped. So never too high, never too low, but I feel really good right now. Yeah, and I mean, you can just tell. 
Um, so 925 says, you're breathing heavy, Covey. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. We're just knocking out solo radio, feeling pretty good. Um, 925 said, I hope I'm alive to see NASA's mission to the icy moon drill down through the frozen world surface until they reach liquid water beneath and with that, potentially life. See, he knows what's going on with Europa. Absolutely. Yeah, get up on your uh, – I-, I love me some astronomy and, and space exploration. You want to know a little part of me? Well, even if you don't, that's a little part of me. Uh, and by the way, so it's Cleveland tomorrow night. Kelly Oubre is officially doubtful for that game. I don't think he's going to play. Hopefully you don't need Kelly Oubre. I mean, you hope that the Warriors can just go in the way they're playing right now and beat the Cavs. Every game's its own entity. And look, the Warriors are going to have to be buttoned up. Uh, but to me, what I love to see tonight was the ball movement, right? I mean, it, it started in the first quarter tonight. 11 of their first 13 buckets were assisted, and you could just tell. And, and really, it's Draymond Green always leading the charge there. 16 dimes for Draymond tonight, and as a team, 39 assists on 52 made buckets. Uh, the Warriors' ball movement was crisp. Here's what Steph said post game about moving the rock and if the Warriors can sustain this. Go ahead. Being intentional about it and understanding we can always get a good shot, but with the lineups that we have out there, our best bet is to – search for that great shot and usually that comes with you know force of cuts and moving just the open guy coach says that all the time you know sometimes it's it's, uh you have to trust that you're going to get to that and not try to force things you know every possession you saw it tonight over the last three games we've established a rhythm around that and found a way to you know create really good shots and everybody feeds off of that energy it's you can see all the smiles out there it's not there's no coincidence that playing that way and everybody feeling involved and creating great shots. It's contagious, you know, the joy that you play with like that. Yeah, and I mean, it harkens back to, you know, the the era when the Warriors did go to five finals, right? You know, the Steve Kerr ball movement and just watching it. Like, it, when everybody's involved, it's fun. What? Do me a favor. Like, if, if you want to compare and contrast, like – Watch, you know, when, when Harden was with the Rockets, right? And just watching, or, or Russell Westbrook, pounding the rock, standing there pounding the rock for about 18 seconds. You got a couple dudes standing in the corner. You got somebody maybe, maybe waiting to set a screen and, and somebody down on the block. And just watch James Harden pound the rock for 18 seconds. Little step forward, boom, pull up and shoot the step back. It'll either go in or it won't. Everybody get back on defense. You're literally standing around watching a dude play basketball. For the other four guys... Not a lot of fun, right? And, and it's just that much harder to get motivated to run down, you know, and get into your offensive set. I mean, I get it. You know, those poor NBA players, they've got it so rough in those ISO systems. But it's true. When you're playing in a system where the ball's moving, it's, it, you know, guys weaving in and out, guys are back cutting, setting screens, running pick and rolls, and, you know, drawing kicks. I mean, everybody needs to stay alert in this offense. It's the classic keep your head on a swivel. And for how many years did we sit there and marvel at Steve Kerr's offense? Hence the Warriors level, the heights that they achieved when Mark Jackson was here. And then when it got ramped up, when Steve Kerr got here, why it was the offensive scheme and and the style that this basketball team started playing. Everybody gets involved. And when you know, you can get a touch, like you have to stay alert. Right. And it just, it it keeps everybody inspired. And so, you know, and and that's where, you know, Steph's greatness comes in. Cause sure he's going to get his and rightfully so he's the greatest shooter in NBA history, but he also has a willingness to get other guys involved. Heck, I felt like early in the year, there was plenty of games where Steph was kind of doing the nightly check-in. Like, hey, 
anybody else got it tonight because I don't, you know, I guess I could score 40 if I have to, but I'd, I'd prefer maybe if somebody else wanted to help out. So I, I think as the year has gone on, you know, he's gotten more comfortable with how these guys like to play. And then I think he's also realized we've reached a point in the season where he's just going to have to chuck this team on his back and they're going to go as far as uh, as 30 is going to take him. Let's hear from Steph uh, quickly about the small ball lineup and then we got who's hot, who's not. Uh, here's Steph on the uh, on the small ball lineup. Well, we have to based on our lineup. So it's kind of an understanding of our biggest strength. And you got Loon out there at the five, you DG at the four, the start games, and they're amazing with, you know, DHOs and hitting handbags and just being in the right spot at the right time. When Juan comes in, he has such a great feel to play that style. And his core vision is great for call him a big, but just as a basketball player to Again, find the open guy, have a on time, on target passes, and his his energy is, is is contagious as well. So, you know, while we have had the injuries we've had, and and obviously with Wise out, that's how we have to play if we're going to compete, and we have to do it well. All right, there you go, Steph Curry, uh, Warriors in the Cavs tomorrow night. Chance to get back to sea level, get back to five hundred. Uh, let's do Exergen temperatures. Who's hot? Who's not? Uh, sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. I mean, who's hot? Come on, man. It's Steph Curry, fourteen of twenty tonight from the floor, eleven of sixteen from downtown. Hit all three of his free throws, and in the process, by the way, hey, if you listen pregame, I had that Steph Curry prop bet. I said, go ahead and tease it up to forty. You can get that at plus one ninety. Tease that bad boy up to forty, and uh, and Steph ended up getting those three free throws. He got fouled on the three. He pushed it from thirty-three to forty-one. He scored nine points, like in the final minute and ten seconds of the first half. Part of a twenty-five point effort in that quarter made all eight of his shots I mean just incredible stuff from Steph Curry so that's certainly our who's hot uh, that was eight straight games now of 30 plus for Steph over those eight games he's averaging 38 points 55% from the floor, 50% from three-point range. Oh, yeah, by the way, he messed around, had eight assists and six rebounds tonight. He was the team's second-leading rebounder tonight. Draymond had 10, Steph had six. That's an area of, of Steph's game that I think gets slept on, his his rebounding. He's just positionally so sound. He just always feels like he's in the right place. He's just got such a, you know, just a smooth understanding for the game, and that's that's certainly like a, you know, a sixth sense. As far as who's not... All right, we'll we'll chuck Nico Mannion under the bus tonight. Uh, he played he played the whole fourth quarter, uh, one of five from the floor, ended up minus four, um, and had a turnover. So there you go, Nico Mannion only hit one of his five shots for two points. So there you go. But how about this? Every Warrior that played tonight scored. I love that. And yeah, Fitch mentioned the career high for Kavon Looney, thirty one minutes the other night. He played twenty two tonight. Now thankfully Loon got to take the fourth quarter off because where I start to get a little concerned, look. I know the Warriors have, you know, embraced the small ball lineup and it's basically out of necessity. We we understand that. But my fear is that if Kavon Looney isn't able to, to go out there and play even the, the requisite 20 minutes, you just kind of hold it down, especially during portions of the game where you just would kind of like to have a big guy in the game. Uh, if they lose that, I mean, they're in trouble. And, you know, maybe they'll they'll go into the, uh, the buyout market, bring up a G Leaguer as uh, – as Connor Letourneau said on the show last night, I mean, I think that's still an option, but they want to obviously give guys like Juan Toscano Anderson and Draymond a chance. And, you know, they've gotten by being a, a shoddy rebounding team all year anyway. Um, but it would be nice to, to get a little help there uh, with, with some bodies. Uh, let's hear from Draymond Green. Triple dub for Draymond Green tonight is fourth of the year. Um, just really a, a nice couple of games for Draymond. I was a little disappointed how Draymond had been playing of late, and I kind of called him out. And, and look, I know that, 
you know, a lot of Warriors fans, Draymond's a, he's minted. He's a made guy. He's above reproach. He's an untouchable. And okay, fair enough. Um, I don't really like to, you know, go too far with the retroactive contributions and letting that affect how I assess somebody's play on any given night or any stretch of time. And look, for the most part, you know, there's Draymond's been good this year, but I feel like there's nights where he leaves me wanting. But I'll say this. Draymond's been really good the last couple of nights. He's been a willing shooter, too. And I'm not asking for Draymond to go out there and score 20. Like, just if you can get 10 from Draymond right now, especially when this team, you know, Ubre's out, Weissman's out, you know, for a while, no Pascal. Like, guys just need to pick up the slack. Steph has been on a tear lately, but it's unreasonable uh, and unrealistic to expect Steph to be able to just continue to play like this indefinitely. So other guys are going to need to step up. Uh, here's, here's Draymond talking about the momentum before we get out of here. Uh, we haven't won four games all year. So, you know, it's important that we continue. To, you know, we're at three in a row. You know, got another one tomorrow. It's important that we play the same brand of basketball we played tonight. You know, we the ball was flying around. I think we had 23 assists or something like that in the first half. You know, when, when that second unit came in, the start of the second quarter, they really picked it up defensively. And when they picked it up, you know, we knew uh, once we, you know, put, put up some force defensively that we could break this game open. And, you know, Juan T came in, you know, to, and changed the game with his ball pressure there starts the second quarter and everybody else followed suit. And, you know, that was the game for us. So we got to continue to have that mentality. There you go, Draymond Green. Yeah, before we get out of here, I mean, you know, the Warriors, they hadn't had a three-game winning streak all year till February 26th when they beat Charlotte and they got to a season-high four games over 500. They hadn't had a three-game losing streak either until they had a four-gamer that straddled the All-Star break. They lost four in a row again from March 20th to the 26th. They had a three-game losing streak from the April 1st to April 4th, but now the Warriors have won four out of five and they got a chance to go on a four-game winning streak in Cleveland tomorrow. I'll be on the pregame with J.D. We'll be on at three 30 we'll get you ready and then i'll be on post game han solo again tomorrow night all right thanks to fitz appreciate sterling and bobby and everybody back at the station uh, i don't know who else we had there but whoever was back there appreciate all your hard work great job on the cuts boys and uh we will talk to you tomorrow night warriors get the win and they get the win in resounding fashion tonight in oklahoma city 147 to 109 more brilliance from steph curry you heard it all right here on the game ryan Colvay signing off we'll talk to you tomorrow night and in the meantime just be good with you